Hello, 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 soul friends, and welcome to this episode of Shine Your Soul Light podcast, where we are sharing the voices of visionaries who are leading in the golden age. My name is Mary Gooden, and I will be your host. Truly, my mission is to support others in aligning and defining with their ever-evolving mission as the heart of humanity. I do so with courage and authenticity. I ask that we take just a moment of stillness and silence to close the eyes and open the heart. May we anchor in love, compassion, and grace, and may we receive wisdom, guidance, and inspiration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Joining me today on this amazing episode is the one and only Amy Brooke. She is the certified hypnotherapist holds a master level training in neuro-linguistic programming and timeline therapy. And most importantly, she, as am I, is just in love with being alive. Amy Brooke, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up uh, with that frequency um, in this lifetime. And I ask that you share with our listeners today a little bit more about you in your own vibration, how you're shining your soul light and share with us also where you're joining from. It's my pleasure, Mary. It is an absolute and beautiful pleasure to be here. Um, I hail from the Rocky Mountains, originally from Wyoming. Well, originally, originally from Idaho, um, but I live now in Utah and I'm mom to seven kids. Um, whom I love and adore. And my greatest pleasure has been um, to be able to really, um, my first step into learning all of the things about creation and all of the parts of um, understanding life itself, right? Um, has come out of the ability for me to be able to um, be a mother to deliver babies and bring them into the world and, and bring them to maturity. So, um, I really, really appreciate that specific part of my mission being mom. Um, I'm a hypnotherapist. I mentor women through the process of, um, women are waking up to who they are. And, um, I love the opportunity that I have to be able to, um, stand beside other women through that process and share um, the insights that I've received and um, through the gifts that I have, being able to um, augment their process, to witness their process and to be with them in that process. I don't use hypnotherapy as much as most people think that I do. Um, it's definitely a tool that I love and appreciate, but um, what I love the very most is the core of my work is metaphor mm. and metaphor is definitely a hypnotic tool but um metaphor um is really a code or a pattern um and it applies to so many layers and levels of our lives and so when we learn that code or that pattern it it's applied in many different spaces and ways that helps us shift into different ways of perceiving, shift different ways of being. So um, that's my favorite part. Mm. It's, it's really like, it's really about stories. And that's really what metaphor is. Um, metaphors are stories um, that mother nature tells us. A lot of the metaphors that I use come from nature and um, 
there's a lot of teaching there and a lot of capacity for us to be able to tie into um, and understand those metaphors as we're creating our own lives. So that's the basis of the work that I do and I love it. It's the most fulfilling and beautiful experience every day. I get to wake up and play in that space and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. What a gift, what a treat, what a treasure. And I wanna go all the way back to the beginning because um, one of the first times that I've heard that represented is first and foremost, I'm a mother. And I just think that that Amy Brooke is, is so special. Uh, in fact, I have a really short piece that came to me a couple of weeks ago and I was just in present in my day, but I pulled up to a stoplight and it, I, I sat in this moment in this presence and it just came in like I gave birth. I held life inside of me and the miracle that that entails and these lives are are almost 20 and 17 right so it's not like it just happened yesterday right but to 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 actually feel a moment and relish in the magnificence the miraculous idea that life is yeah and uh, i said i shared it with a lot of people that day and they kind of looked at me like i was cuckoo right but I didn't stop. I didn't let up with the, the, the deepest level of conviction. I just was like, do you understand yeah. that we are walking miracles? Yeah. So <laughs> thank you for, for reminding us just how pure, pure and uh, beautiful and creative this life is. And you have seven of them. Um, what is that like? I would love, I just love to, to go in there. <laughs> yeah, I've actually given birth to eight and I like to honor that experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have an angel among us. Yes, we do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's this really beautiful, one of the things that I love to teach is that the, a woman's body is a temple. And there's so much about the way our bodies work. There's so many metaphors there. There's so many metaphors there. And the process of entering into that creation um, as women, there's so many, I call them codes, right? But there's so many truths that are embedded in us as we go through that process. And it's a really, really, really amazing gift that we have as women. Just like you said, we're literally walking miracles. We're walking temples. We're walking vessels right. to bring forth life. We're portals. Women we're are portals. portals. Yes. To bring life through us. We nurture it right inside of us. And then we give birth to it. And then we get to go through that incredible process of parenting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's that part too. <laughs> There's that part too. <laughs> I love it. I, you're absolutely right. We are portals. Yeah. And uh, there is there is also a portal from the masculine too that that mm -hmm. moves through him and, and or, or through that whole process. Just listening in and, and pulling it all apart. It's such a beautiful process. And and we have been conditioned in some ways to really uh, just see it as a burden. See it surface level. 
mm-hmm. instead of the the magnificent gift that it is. And we have moved through experiences that would that would hold it in a state of that. And perhaps that's some of the metaphoric piece that you put to it, but that, you know, just the different things that we watch and see and that are put in front of us Mm -hmm. are still degrading the whole idea that we are this magnificent. And so it is such, it's such a pure and enlightening experience, the human one. Yeah. And, um, to talk about it in that way for those of you that maybe are, are listening and to hear it spoken in that way uh, and maybe to chuckle about it, uh, the truth is the truth, right? And when we can look at it from that perspective and Amy, Amy Brooke is going to, um, you know, she is going to share with us that very truth that it really, the whole perception of it is allowed to change. Right. And that's where we become of service. And so tell us a little bit more about that, Amy Brooke, of how, how, what drew you into hypnotherapy and, and this um, programming and this timeline therapy and this into this realm? You know, it's been an interesting process. It's been an interesting process. I actually started out, what I wanted to do was I wanted to be a, a doula, a birth doula. And I did spend some time doing that because birth is a really, really sacred, beautiful thing for me, right? But what I began to understand over time was that the process of healing is it carries the same pattern. So if you think about it, like our children begin as not material things, right? They're not in the material world. They're, they're, and there's a part of them, right? That, that, that exists within us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I guess there is some semblance of them being in the material world. There is that beginning piece, right? There is an egg it begins there. And, um, but there, there are, there are seeds in our unconscious minds, right? There are seeds in that unconscious realm. When we allow them to come into our conscious awareness, just like, you know, we bring babies from the state of being an egg to nurturing them into a human body, right? When we allow those things to come up from our unconscious minds into our conscious awareness, then we have the ability to be able to bring those seeds into a living, breathing life experience in the material world, right? And whether those are seeds that we perceive as something negative, like old programming or old patterns that continually are perpetuated in our lives, um, or whether they're innate gifts that we have that we haven't yet developed, right? We have the capacity to be able to bring those into the material world and raise them to develop them. So it's really the exact same process. And when I realized that, I realized that I enjoy helping people through what I call the rebirth process more than I do being with women um, in the birth process. Both are sacred, but they're really the same thing. And me having that aha moment was really powerful. I feel like that was the moment when I went, oh, this is this is where this is where my gifts really lie. My my infatuation with birth was just I unconsciously recognized that pattern. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Mm. So much to create, so many, so many doula experiences in the world too. Yeah. I'd love for you to also share. I see that obviously um, the way that you came here to shine is really so supportive to to feminine and um, really youth. Uh, share with us how maybe some of your relationships have shifted as an experience of being you. I know that that's a, you know, it's a big question, but yeah, relationships have been affected because I find in, in this part of the journey, uh, in the journey of really uncovering and getting to the depth of our light and, and beginning to feel it within us and recognize it. Oftentimes it's too bright for some. <laughs> really? <laughs> I love the way that that just came out, but yeah, really it's too bright for some. And that's how we're going to, that's how we're going to move through the rest of the time on, on this podcast. <laughs> love that. I love that. I love it too. I love, I love all of it, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take that in a little bit of a different direction, if that's okay, because I don't have a really great I don't have, there's not a, a lot that I could share in that that's super helpful at this moment. It might come up, but, um, so relationships has been a massively interesting thing for me. I believe, I'm not sure. I believe that there was, um, my, there was a birth injury that happened when I was young or when I was born. Right. And when I was young, um, I didn't have functioning sight. Like I wasn't, I wasn't blind. Right. But um, as I walked around in the world from birth to four, when I did get glasses, um, the world, what the outside world was fuzzy and non-existent. It was just kind of like a, a knowing that it was there, but there lacked so much of the visual ability to be able to connect with people. Like all babies get held in their mom's arms and they have that ability to connect in, right? I didn't have that. My vision, like, Literally, I have memories of being a tiny child getting really close to a couch so that I could see the pattern on the couch, but mm. it was far away. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so I lived a very isolated existence and it created a lot of patterns for how I existed even after, you know, I put glasses on my face and it fixed everything, but there was so much internally that didn't get quote unquote fixed. And so all of this process has been me coming out of that very um, isolated inner realm, which has eventually become a gift because I, I, I deeply know the inner realm. I existed there, but at the same time, it's been a massive challenge for me to learn how to do relationships because all of that programming that happens in the very beginning I didn't really get access to the way most people get to experience it. And so um, most of my life has been a process of coming out of that inner state, coming out of hiding in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so the biggest relationship that's been, um, that's been affected is my relationship with myself. It's that self-intimacy piece. Because although I lived in this space and came to know this space, I also very much doubted myself. 
right? Because I'm watching other people and they're functioning normally in their spheres, right? When this is just an example of, you know, what it was like. But when I was little, my mom thought I was extra super cute and she put me in, in baby pageants. So she'd get me all dolled up and put me out on stages. And it didn't, I mean, it didn't last for very long. It was just kind of a fleeting thing. It was maybe a year of my life. But what happened was I was standing on the stage and I was watching all these other girls just kind of be at peace, be at ease and kind of do their thing and twirl around in their dresses and feel pretty. And I remember I had a memory come back um, recently of, you know, someone telling us you need to walk from this piece of tape to that piece of tape. I couldn't see where the other tape was, right? And so there was this self-doubt, this performance anxiety, like, what am I going to do when I'm supposed to walk to that piece of tape and I don't know where it is and I'm wandering around looking for it? What is everyone going to think, right? Mm -hmm. Like having this issue that I'm trying to hide because I don't really, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't have all the memories that I needed, but I watched the patterns of how I function now. And I can see, I can see the performance anxiety. I can see the struggle um, of, you know, worrying how everyone else is doing it well and I'm not. And so um, the biggest piece for me has been for me to look at all of those pieces of self-doubt, right? And to develop a sense of um, intimacy with myself, a sense of being able to bridge the gap between the imperfections of who I was, who I am. And that knowing it's really like the imperfection and the divinity, right? We're, we're in the process of moving from one into the other mm -hmm. and we can't jump. Like there has to be this process of becoming, right? And um, so as I began to develop the ability to be intimate with myself, I began to see how to relate to other people how to hold them in compassion, how to not stand in judgment, how to not write all of the parts and pieces. And so it's really out of that, that I, that I received the patterns. It was out of my own ability to become intimate with myself, that I received the patterns for how to have intimate relationships with other people. And so, um, I know that that's kind of backwards. Like a lot of people learn it first to love other people, right? And um, and then they learn how to love themselves over time. And um, that's been a huge pattern for me. Like I was born upside down. And so I do a lot of things backwards. It's just, <laughs> I begin at the end and then work toward the beginning. And I don't know why that pattern shows up for me so often, but it shows up often enough that I recognize that there's truth there. And it's, it's part of, it's part of the way I do things and part of the way that um, that I unfold. It's just part of my unraveling. And um, it's been, again, challenging because I often do things different. And yet I've learned to embrace that and I've learned to recognize and go, oh yeah, that's me doing it backwards. <laughs> That's, you know, that's wonderful, but you're right. Each, each experience is in its own. Um, which makes us all unique and different and what also creates uh, that word, that word of, of just conflict and challenge because we're all trying to do it the way that, that feels aligned for us or the way that we've been taught to, to think that it's aligned 
uh, and it really is just becomes this big um, piece of the only thing that we can do is what you just said, uh, Amy Brooke, is to self-devotion, is to, to, to go inside and to, again, whatever the outer landscape changes when we're going inside, that is all necessary as part of getting to the most, the deepest devotion of self. Share with the listeners, if you would, uh, was there any tools or techniques that you found helpful during the process of tuning into yourself? And and uh, this is what I like to hear. And, and what I'd like to say is it's uh, ready to show up is, um, you know, each each method, each one's method is the medicine. <laughs> so <laughs> sure. It's mm-hmm. true. And and again, I feel like um what I had in the beginning were the innate gifts that have been given. And I think if we all start there, and I think most people do, like they recognize what their gifts are and then they gravitate toward a specific tool or a specific technique or a specific um, I like to call them systems right um and what's really interesting is i was beginning to recognize the gifts that i do have i had this innate understanding that i couldn't pick up those systems like i couldn't pick up human design or i couldn't pick up these other things because i felt like i was being prepared to understand a different system in a different way. And I'll explain that. So I just have a really, really deep connection in with Mother Earth. I know that everyone in one way or another, they feel more connected when they're in nature, right? They feel more grounded when they're in nature, like things become clearer when they're in nature. And um, the connection that I have is that I'm receiving that all the time, no matter if I'm in a high rise building, if I'm in the middle of a massive city, if I'm in the mountains, which doesn't happen as often as I would like it to happen, right? But there's a system that mother nature is teaching me about how she works. And so that's really the core. Like I said, I don't do hypnotherapy as much as most people think, I teach metaphor, which is really the system that mother nature uses. And so she's just constantly teaching me. And I feel like, um, you know, I've been drawn to different modalities or different this or different that to understand, but really what they've done is help me understand universal law. Cause that's, that's, the, that's the system that mother nature creates. Right. Um, and it's all about patterns. So um, there is a system there. There is a you know technique that I use, um, but it's really about tuning into and understanding the patterns. Um, and like for an example, the masculine and feminine piece. Like the masculine pattern is all about you know moving from the outward in. And that's how we receive all, there's a connection between the masculine and the feminine and the conscious and the unconscious. And when we see and recognize that the the essence of those things are similar, right? The conscious mind is very logical. It's very literal, it's linear. So if I read words on a page, it's entering my mind through the conscious vehicle, right? So if you think about, um, I bring sex into everything. I'm a sex embodiment teacher. So if you think about the birth, you know, the the process 
of, of generating life, the masculine is from the outside, literally, sorry, what's the word? Um, laterally, laterally into the inner realm, right? So um, that's the masculine piece. The feminine piece is she's already in her space. Like she, she owns her kingdom. The egg is there. There's no movement. There's no journey, right? With the masculine, there's a journey. And there's competition too. Let's remember that that's part of the, <laughs> with the masculine, there's competition. But when women understand and recognize that feminine piece, that I am, I am my kingdom. This is me. I'm not here to conquer anything. I'm not here to journey. I am not here to, there's no competition, mm. right? So, um, and there's, there's so much more that can, that we can unfold and unpack in all of that. Um, but it's really about recognizing and understanding the patterns there and then um and then applying them into my beingness where am i buying into the and and of course we all have that balance between the masculine and the feminine right does that make sense like it's all part of all of us this isn't like a male female thing mm -hmm. um but when i realize that I'm buying into the idea that there's competition in who I am, right? The identity piece. The identity piece has nothing to do with competition. And so I get to kind of tune into where is competition showing up in my perception. And then, yeah, I'll use a technique like timeline therapy or I'll use, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out how to um, help, myself, help myself shift. But it's really all about application of truth from my perspective. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the gifts that I have is I just, I love words and words. I just, I really geek out on words. And so that's why I use metaphor, right? And that's why the application of truth works for me so well. Um, so I really don't use a lot of techniques, if that makes any sense. Um, because it's really about me seeing the entire map with all the patterns and then recognizing where the coding is off in a pattern and then recoding it by removing whatever untruth is there and replacing it with truth. Because everyone knows kind of the experience they've had when they've accepted and embodied something that isn't true. Mm -hmm. Like the, the most common one we talk about is the I'm not enough belief, right? It shrinks us. It minimizes, there's this, there's this contraction that happens when we embody something that's not true. And when we replace it, the exact opposite happens. It turns into an expansion, mm -hmm. right? So it's really, it's really, I guess, like a modality that I created, but it's super simple. And it's not like it's <laughs> anything that's super like scientific. It's just, it is what is, mm -hmm. it is what is. And it's, it's just basically following the laws of the universe and recognizing and understanding the codes. Mm -hmm. um, that nature's teaching us all day, every day. Yeah, she's the the most beautiful uh, leader in all the really in all the way. And um, bloom where you are, right? You, you know, bloom where you are. It's a. It sounds to me just to kind of sum it in. It's just a. It's a rewiring. It's a process of looking at where you're, what you're telling yourself, and finding the truth in that, and and eliminating that which is not true. Right. And, and bringing it back to a neutral zone of what is true 
What is true is that we can look all around us at our great mother, at Mother Gaia, and see her beauty in every part. And we can look deeply within the space of our heart and find that of the same. Yeah. And so it is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Amy Brooke, for being here with me today. My last question is always a fun one. <laughs> of course, it's just one word to describe what it feels like you for lead to lead in this golden age, in this age of truth and love and and beingness. I love that question because I told you I love words. Um, it actually ties into um, something that I've really tried to embrace over the last few months and it's audacity. Mm. Like, who do you think you are? And we all go through that, right? Some people are natural born leaders. They're just good at it. And yet they still have to develop it. They still, and they, and there's a sense of self-development as we develop ourselves, we become better leaders, right? Um, but yeah, I think we all have to deal with that. Like, who do you think you are? And audacity is what gets us through that. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. I love that word. Uh, I'm going to have all this in the show notes uh, for everyone to really get to know you better and uh, an opportunity to connect with you. But what is the easiest way to connect with you, Amy Brooke, if our listeners want to reach out to you and um, work alongside of you and just to connect with you? The easiest way is just to jump on my website and send me an email or um, or just connect with me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Super. Yeah. Make it easy. Make it fun. I'll have all this in the show notes for you, dear friends that are listening. And uh, again, Amy Brooke, thank you. Thank you. Thank you uh, for showing up and shining your light. Uh, for the listeners, always, I'm so grateful to you. And until we get to meet in this beautiful collective energy, once again, I say, keep shining your own light. Keep seeking and sharing your truth and your love. Uh, because really, we've got nothing to lose. Bye for now, everyone.